1: No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Dw revoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions eighteen plus. I'm
2: Franny
1: there's This is Klaus Lundekwan.
2: I'm Matt Leticia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number.
1: Here is the and he's got it in as well and Danny has done it again
3: thanks for checking out In That Number with me Kevin the Moscow Mush Milverton and Ray Hunt find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you need be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcasts at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe and give us good vibes. Let's go. <laughs>
1: Saints trying to be patient then the shot comes in oh what a screamer and having hardly been on the pitch all season Stuart Armstrong drills a beauty now it's Walker-Peters low shot deflects and Ty Walker-Peters having
2: scored his first Premier League goal against Manchester City as a right back now scores his first FA Cup goal for Southampton as a left back and he has given Saints the lead in extra time
1: in this fourth round tie, and they lead Copenhagen City by two goals to one. And Saints have survived. Somehow. They are still in the FA Cup.
2: Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode one hundred and forty six. Title Mesh Extras. Extras, nice and simple, yes. Um so Saturday afternoon, a real nail biter. We needed extra time to overcome championship outfit Coventry City. And we had to do it the hard way too, going a goal down, but then a rocket from Stuart Armstrong and an extra time winner from Kyle Walker-Peters to take us into the fifth round where we have learned we will face West Ham United at home. Uh, all this coming up. Uh, plus, we have our goal and player of the month for January to announce. And we have the returning Tim Bizantz to preview a busy week. With games at Spurs and at Manchester United, uh, but joining me as always is my co-host of the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Kevin, my goodness, that was that was harder than we uh, thought it was going to be, wasn't it? Yeah, it was
3: fairly excruciating, but um, as, as a cup tie, quite entertaining.
2: Uh, entertaining for the neutral, yeah.
3: <laughs> the neutral, yeah. <laughs> How was it at St. Mary's?
2: As now biting as it, as it looked on telly, I imagined. it was. Um, yeah, I was just praying that it was just going to be done nice and comfortable in, in the 90 minutes, but it's never the case with Saints, is it? But yeah, good atmosphere. It was, um, it was sold out, of course. The, the Coventry fans brought the noise too, so it was, yeah, it was a good atmosphere and definitely one to remember because I, I took my, my youngest to our first game and we saw that, that worldie from Stuart Armstrong, so that was, that was lovely, and she'll remember yeah, that. Yeah,
3: she's as she, she, she is, she is in love with Stu as we are.
2: I don't think that's possible, <laughs> but she's getting there. Right, um, anyway, Kev, we, we were off last week, um, so how have you been anyway? Yeah, all right. I mean, it's kind of nice to have a bit of a lazy weekend. I did last weekend. Yeah, but you're all, you know, recharged and rested, ready for another Saints therapy session. Um. The therapy, goodness
3: me, I think the therapy is what you need after watching a Saints match. <laughs> well, that's
2: what we're here for, yeah. We we can just um, take out our frustrations on each other at well, in this case. Not so many frustrations, I suppose. Mm. Well, th- th- there's a few. There's a few that I want to get to. I should do
3: the podcast like just lying down on the couch, ranting. Oh,
2: that definitely would be a therapy session, wouldn't it? Mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to be back at it. And I'm pleased to be talking to you again, because I always feel like, well, we don't talk, we don't talk as much, do we, when, the, when there's no football on? Yeah,
3: That's good. I guess it's a reason to talk to each other.
2: <laughs> that makes it sound like we have to.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> we had a break from each other, so there you go. Yeah, we were on a break. We were on a break, yeah. Okay, so before we get into it, uh, a reminder that if you appreciate what we do uh, and, and you would like to buy us a pint, then please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number, uh, and you can also become a member as well. And we have our tiers for beer, so go and check that out and see if you can, um, see if you would like to become a member. ITN News, shall we get stuck in?
3: Yes. This is ITN in that number news.
2: Okay. So we have learnt our fifth round opponents, our fate rather. Um, West Ham at home. How do you feel about that one, Kevin?
3: <laughs> it's not the easiest tie you could have got, is it?
2: No, but again, as I said on the Discord, it isn't the worst either, because I was fearing you know, Man City in there, Chelsea in there, Liverpool in there. I was convinced it was going to be Liverpool or Cardiff. Well, Liverpool as it is now, because they've just won. But um, yeah, West Ham at home. At home one, that's important.
3: I'm really disappointed that um, Kidderminster didn't win yesterday as well, because uh, I mean, they were just seconds from going through 1-0, weren't they?
2: Yeah, and they then there were seconds, seconds uh, from going into a penalty shootout as well. So. Oh,
3: no, no. I, was, I was watching that, I was so gutted for them. Uh, that means that we would have
2: drawn them uh, if they had gone through. That Damn would be it. Nice, wouldn't it? a nice one, a nice away trip to Kidderminster. <laughs>
3: I always hope it would be at
2: home. Oh, I'd like to go on the road to that one, that would be great. What's the, what's the ground called? Agbra, is it? Ag, Agbra, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. Nice to experience the, the, the you know, the sixth tier and all their, uh, colourful fans. It would have been great. January transfer window slammed shut last Monday, of course, and it was, um, as quiet as, as we'd expected. I mean, we mentioned off air how quiet we, we think it would be and we're not going to be expecting anything. The only thing that we did expect or hoped rather than anything was, um, Armando Brozier committing to us permanently, but that, Never happened, but we did allow Donal Simiu to to leave on loan for the remainder of the season, and he's gone to Carlisle in League Two. How do you feel about that one, Kev? It's an
3: interesting one. I think who uh, <clears throat> who's pointed out we're sending our loanees further and further away? <laughs>
2: Carlisle's
3: quite a bit of a mission, but he did um, seemed pleased to to be there. And I mean, is it a good idea or not? I mean, I suppose so, but I mean. Looking at the centre backs that we've got, I mean, Lianco now is been confirmed that he's going to be out injured for a while, so we're we're kind of running short on the on centre backs,
2: aren't we? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been getting any a sniff of a, a action, has he? But I mean, he's been part of Bo Jack's uh, B team. Um, yeah. But I mean, hopefully he's going to get weekly games in a very competitive and like a hard tackling league, so I think that will do him the world of good. But mm. yeah, if we're going thin in in, in centre backs, then yeah. It might it might not have been such a good idea, but whether he would have been playing anyway if he'd have been fit, I don't know. I don't think he would have been. So, I, I'm all for it. Just getting getting back next season, and he'll, yeah, as I say, that loan would do him the world of good.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Before loan moves were just um a way to get rid of players that weren't getting uh, a look in into the first team, but now we're getting a, a bit more cautious. Like are we are we sure you want to be giving away
2: players like that, but yeah, of course, any first team experience. Come back a lot stronger. Yeah, hopefully, and we'll we'll check him out as he as he progresses for the rest of the season with Carlisle. Um, but we did add a young central defender, Kevin Will Armitage. He's gone to our academy, uh, uh, signed signed from Cheltenham Town. He's only 16 years old, so best of luck to him. And no doubt, you know, he's in the right place. He's going to flourish in our academy ranks. Yeah. So, so
3: I mean, that that's pretty much the summary of our. Uh, January transfer window, isn't it? Two willies and a trip to Cumbria. Tightly your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The, 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 pod, the pod ends there. It's not going to get better. <laughs> um, I do have the January transfer game. Um, do, do you want to play oh, it? Yes. Oh, yes. Let's, let's do it. So you've got 20-year-old Pulse City winger, Keane Lewis Potter. Uh, you've got 19-year-old Lewis winger, Ollie Tanner. 19-year-old Crystal Palace centre-back, Daniel Quick, and 21-year-old Leon winger, Lenny Painter.
2: OK, so uh, so what's the deal here? Two of them real, two of them fake? Only one of them wasn't a real transfer rumour. OK, I'd say the Lewis one is is a false rumour. 19-year-old Lewis winger, Ollie Tanner. Mm-hmm. No, that one was real. Wow, I didn't think we would uh, plunge that far. The sun linked us to them. Um, oh, it must be true then. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's as good as false, isn't it? If it's the sun.
3: Well, look. If I, if I'd um picked ones like um Carvalho. Carvalho, yeah.
2: Scorpion City yesterday.
3: Or yeah, ones that are kind of widely publicised, they're going to be a bit too easy. Sure. Okay. So I'd pick ones like them um, shipwrecks like the sun. <laughs> Come out with yeah, Saints, Watford, and Norwich. Oh, you're all interested in them. I'd say the Leon one then. Yeah, that, that, I made that one
2: up. Okay.
3: Never quite sure that like, you've got to get one that's sort of
2: yeah that's
3: s- promising prospect in the right age bracket, but not just not one that you've quite would have heard of.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it's not as if we haven't done any business in France before. So I thought they were, you know, looking to ply the trade in there again. So that was a that was one why I thought I could believe that.
3: Mm-hmm. i'm surprised you didn't go for daniel quick i thought about that made i thought, it's made up. I thought <laughs> you made that up
2: and i do you know what when you first said it i thought i'm going to try and have we got anyone that go, anything that goes with quick because i thought you were going to try and uh, do a bit of wordplay with the with the name quick which is why you thought of it but i thought i, thought no. I was trying to tell fast one i mean <laughs> you had an article uh from Dragon sholak uh that you shared in the week would you like to give us the nuts and bolts of this Um, It's mostly nuts. Yeah, interview with Dragan Sholek.
3: But yeah, he does start to talk a bit more about I think maybe not the first pod we did after the takeover, but maybe the second one where he talks a little bit more about his ding-dong with the president of Serbia, Aleksandar Vucic and that he's trying to stifle dissenting opinions and uh, media channels. And uh, that Dragan's N1 news network is one of the Few channels that does criticise the government. Not really many takeaways though. I mean, he says, uh, with regards to the club, he, he doesn't plan to squeeze Southampton for the profit and prefers to build this app out to increase the value. That's
2: hopeful, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think recent exploits on the pitch have definitely been, uh, pleasing. I mean, you've got that 4-1 thrashing of Brentford at home. Mm-hmm. And then the next time match, we draw the city. Uh, scraped through in the cup, came back well. So, I mean, yeah, if he'd have turned up to any of those matches, I
2: mean, he'd have seen something uh, quite entertaining. So, yeah, I hope, he, hope we see more of him. Definitely. I hope we hear more from him as well. I hope he's not like a, a silent figure. That, that,
3: well, that, I mean, just say that, that, that it, yeah, I mean, he, he does sound like he was a bit like Gal. He's saying, you know, I'm quite a private man, I don't really like coming out in public, but I think he accepts that when you're in charge of a Premier League football club, when you're the, the money man behind it, uh, people expect you to be a bit more of a public figure, and I think he accepts that responsibility. That is good.
2: Gineppo, AFCON. <laughs> he does some
3: penalties to Equatorial Yep, kidney.
2: that's the one we said, that I oh, should win that.
3: Yeah, he's a pissed. I mean, I'm, I i don't know a huge amount about, much about... Um, Equatorial Guinea. I oh, know it's a very small former Spanish colony. What's the, uh,
2: what's the capital? Uh, Bamako. No, no, it's not no, Bamako. no, no, that's Conakry. That's Guinea. Um, is it, uh, it Malabo? I have no idea. I know it's not Bamako. Bamako is in Mali. Yeah, yeah right. um, Bamako is the capital of Mali. It is. Yeah, Malabo. Malabo, Bamako. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Malabo million and a
3: half people there, but it's quite an oil-rich state and they've got a horrific inequality. Anyway, that's the geography lesson.
2: <laughs> Picked up a book in?
3: Uh, no, he didn't. I think he he came on as a substitute in the uh, 70th minute for Triore. Um Yeah, as it ground to a nil uh it went to penalties. Musa scored his, so he took a second penalty. Um, but then straight after him, uh, Marnie missed two, and that basically just and fucked it up for them dear
2: oh dear oh dear but yeah it's the final today isn't it I believe yeah um, Egypt against Senegal. Senegal Salah against Mane isn't Mane. it yeah that's, that's the whole uh, narrative isn't it that's what it's going to be isn't it but yeah um, who's your money on I think I think the smart money would be on Senegal but I think Egypt will do it yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to go behind Senegal we we'll have a little side bet here yeah <laughs> goal and play of the month for January Kevin I don't know this yet, so this is a, a surprise to me. Oh, no, I didn't do the poem. You bloody did. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, so, for some unknown reason,
3: we decided to hit our three other men of the matches. Mahavisle, so Shane Long and Armando Breyer against James Woodbrouse in the Player of the Month poll. Oh, and I'm not entirely sure about this. I, 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 this is one that I'm I strongly don't agree with. The mm. last place with
2: that 0%. Shane Long?
3: Yeah, I should have voted for him myself. <laughs> Somebody else should have voted for him. Um, but yeah, he was playing the match against Swansea. Both of them playing the match against Swansea, so he deserved to be in there. Um, yeah, Breuer, 6%. And yeah, Ward-Prowse in third. Sorry, in second, uh, with uh, 38%. And Salisu storms it with 56%.
2: Why 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 do you completely disagree with that? Because the man was epic in January. I think there's a a bit of recency bias in
3: this. But his performance against Manchester City was absolutely outstanding. I'd say his... He
2: was suspended early January as well, wasn't he?
3: Yeah. Yeah, because he got um, sent off against Spurs. So... Yeah, he didn't play. I'm saying he didn't play either of the other games in general.
2: So <laughs> oh, he spent
3: it against um,
2: Swansea. He spent it he he against Swansea the... in the in the Cup. So he did play all of the league games. Okay, yeah, I mean he
3: was decent against Brentford.
2: Yeah, well, you think James Ward-Prowse had done it? Yeah, I think Prowse was more consistent. I, I did vote for Prowse actually. I think mm. he was more consistent because I think he, I mean, I've said it before when when we seem to play well. Sorry, when he plays well, then we we play well. And I think he, he changed the team around again in, in January, and we, we've had a good month. But yeah, yeah no, I mean, so it was going to be between Silesu and Ward Prowse. I wouldn't have been disappointed with any of them. No, I'd
3: like I say, uh, Silesu has been outstanding. Um, I'm kind of confused why we didn't see any of them yesterday. Could have done with them.
2: Yeah, um, I think when Lianco went out injured straight away, because we were already a goal down, he was like, well, I need to change this up a bit and stop, you know, bin the free at the back and then just go for it. So I think that was the, uh, had we have been drawing nil-nil, then I'm pretty sure Solisu would have come on. I mean, as much as Ralph
3: likes to say to the contrary, I don't think Vali is a centre-back. Uh,
2: I don't think he's a right-back either.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure we'll definitely talk about this when we talk about the match, but, um... As far as goal of the month is concerned.
2: Yeah, I'm guessing this one wasn't as close.
3: <laughs> Again, it really wasn't. So we had uh, Diallo's goal against Brentford, uh, which we counted as Diallo's. Uh, Did we now? B- I didn't yeah, know that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Well, in that case, we would have had to have, uh, put a different goal
2: in. Uh, sure, yeah. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm not against it. It's fine.
3: One of Bednarik's headers, or well, sure. Ch- Shane Long's winner against Swansea. Um by the way, they both would have got 0%, as did those two goals. <laughs> it's quite black and white, this. Um, yeah, walker is against Man City, 11%. And Brausley's uh, against Wolves, 89%, which, um, again, I disagree with. <laughs> what? Um, I think 89% is way too low. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, it's
2: it's yeah. amazing how he never got goal of the month official Premier League again. How did it not? I mean, come on, That that's candidate for goal of the season, right? Who did get the goal of the month? Uh, it was Kovacic. Oh, yeah, of
3: course. This is going to be one of the big clubs in winter.
2: Well, Evan said that. Bruno Large got manager of the month, didn't he? I for him. Yeah?
3: Yeah.
2: Well done. I think that's
3: fair. So if Rab's not there, I think, you know, um, he was unbeaten in January.
2: Yeah? Okay, he's played four or five matches, so, know. Yeah. He beat us as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've Okay, the B team then. Uh, They're in action, Premier League 2 action, against Middlesbrough on January the 23rd. That's how long ago it was since we reported. A 1-0 win and a first goal for Jaden Smith. And then on Thursday the 27th, uh, we continued in the Premier League Cup with a 1-0 loss to Bournemouth at Staplewood. Uh, Just not really good enough in the first half. And we just didn't show enough in the second half to turn the tie around. So that's disappointing. Uh, but next up is Premier League two. Again, that's at West Brom on Monday the 7th. That's a 7 p.m. kickoff. Um, that's going to be a difficult trip for the lads, I think, because uh, West Brom has sat in third on 28 points and we're down in eighth on 23 points. So, yeah, it'll probably be an upset if we go and go and do something there. The women, very busy women's schedule since we last recorded. Um, they had a 3-0 win over Bournemouth in the Hampshire FA Senior Cup. Uh, goals from Katie Rood, Georgie Freeland, and then an own goal. Uh, and then National League South once again with an 8-0 crushing win over Chichester and Selsie. Goals from Lucia Kendall, Georgie Freeland, Sophia Farah with a hat-trick, Shannon Seabright, Katie Rood, and Kira Watling with the goals. Um, and then that FA Cup tie at St. Mary's against championship side Bristol City. And a 91st-minute winner from Ella Morris to push us into the fifth round of the Cup. Amazing win. Good turnout as well. Uh, and actually, we face National League rivals and table toppers Ipswich away. Um, and that tie is due to be played on Sunday, the 27th of Feb at 2 p.m. So, yeah, that's that's great for them. And next up, um, <laughs> National League Cup tie at home to Hashtag United. Now, I hope they get absolutely stuffed having a sh- stupid name have um, you not heard of
3: hashtag united
2: yeah I have they're like a they're founded by a youtuber weren't YouTubers, they? youtubers yeah yeah I just hope they get absolutely stuffed because I, I hate it um and that game is today Sunday the 6th of February at 2pm right okay Kevin should we get <coughs> to Coventry then let's send ourselves to Coventry <laughs> In that this is Klaus Lundikram and you are listening to In That Number Okay then, Coventry Saturday FA Cup fourth round 2-1. Difficult, difficult game. Coventry played really well, I thought, and you know we needed the whole squad to overcome them. But I I guess I'm just relieved. I'm happy to be in the fifth round. It's a win, and you know that's the important thing. But um, how do you how do you feel after that game? Now it's all sunk in.
3: Slightly exhausted, but I think pleased that we did scrape through. Um, Ralph made a quite risky choice for starting squads and paid the price with uh, that goal in the first half, showing that it doesn't take a lot. When I mean, you take, you know, enough players out of our team, it's not a premiership size anymore.
2: No, but you also have to think about Thierry Small, you know, really young lad, was he 17? Um, yeah. yeah. He needs games, doesn't he? And you've got... Um, you know Willie Caballero in goal. You've got Tino returning from a from a layoff. Valerie in, Long in. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 a risk, but you know, thinking of the week that we've got next week, you need to use your whole squad, and these what these this is what the players are here for, right? So, and it, you, you are you saying that when you saw the starting lineup, that you didn't think that we could overcome a, a strong Coventry side? I think the trick is to rest. A few of
3: your stronger first team players introduce a few of those younger players because if things are going wrong, you can sub them off and make the team stronger without giving anybody too many minutes in a game just before two really tough fixtures next week.
2: At the same time, I was quite happy with the team because I, I wanted to see Long play and I wanted to see him, you know, against a a, a Coventry side that may be at his level.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, Stevens and Small and Long and Walker, I think, you know, they're four reasonably weak links that you maybe you wouldn't want
2: on the pitch at the same time. Too much, you're saying?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, if you, if you'd had two of those on the bench and, you know, they became on when we were a goal up or whatever, that was fine, isn't it?
2: I mean, it's all, it's all very well when you've all got a plan, but when something goes wrong and there's a, you know, a fork in the wheels of it and then it, it's just gonna it's just gonna spiral and you are gonna need to bring on your, your starters and give them more minutes than you possibly plan to do. But in the game, I mean Ralph had said pregame actually that he admires the way that Coventry play they press, they harry, high energy levels. And it's not unlike us, really, is it? Cause yeah. So, and He also said that we, we're going to need to get at them from the off, and that never really happens, did it? No, I
3: mean, it's the, them getting at us. First half of the first half, I, we didn't really have...
2: It's a game of joy. four halves now.
3: You <laughs> can <laughs> divide it as many times as you want, kind of. But, yeah, I mean, right up until they scored, they, they, we weren't really doing much. I think um, World had a... A shot on target and, and that was about it. I'll put my hands up. I, I definitely underestimated Coventry and how they play up. I've really been watching them in the championship
2: and... I'd say you have from the, from your prediction.
3: Ah, well, yeah. But yeah, the, that, uh, midfield, they've got really energetic, really creative, really talented. And, um, yeah, they were running us ragged and, yeah. um, at the jokerish. He's, well, he was making himself useful right from the
2: off. He was, yeah, lively from Coventry. And like you've said it, they're, they're, they are a good side. I think they are a very good championship side. And I think they're, I mean, where are they? Eight from the championship? Yeah, I think. I was
3: making me wonder why they're mid-table, I
2: think. Well, I mean, pushing for a playoff, right? Because it's, it's only sep- uh, September? Fucking hell. So, yeah, no, it's it's only February. Uh, and, yeah, they can push up still. It's It's not beyond the realms of possibility. I mean, they've got to take some heart from this win. Uh, win, sorry, this performance. And they're 12th, actually, in, in the championship. I'm, yeah, I'm it's sorry, but it is it, it, tight. I mean, West Brom are in the last place in the playoffs at the moment, and they're five points above. So it's very close with Preston, Sheffield United, Luton, and, and, and Forrest, and even Middlesbrough. So it's definitely doable for them to do it. And I think they'll, they'll, have, a, they'll have a bloody good go at the Premier League if they get there, because playing like that, I mean, it's it's kind of like our blueprint. And the fans, I thought the fans were fantastic. And I know they took a lot more and we opened up the Northern for them and stuff. But yeah, they were just, um, they're very loud and they're very, very passionate. So that was different.
3: And everywhere. I mean, every sound.
2: Yeah, I actually had a couple next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah, made that a bit I, of noise when they scored. I, I was very annoyed because they, they weren't trying to hide it. That's the thing. And it's like, if I mean, I've sat in, in a way, ends as a Saints fan. Before I remember going to going to White Art Lane and, and watching Saints against Spurs in the in the, in the home end, and uh, Gareth Bow scored in the last minute for Spurs, and oh my God, I had to get up and clap because I was I, I feared that I was going to get you know kicked out if I'd have done anything else. But Just these guys, it. no.
3: Imagine that he was
2: wearing a Saints shirt, I suppose. But. Um. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they're, 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 I mean, there's a lot of, lots of families, but you were in the chapel end, weren't
2: you? I was this time, yeah, because I sat at my daughter, so we had to, I wanted to keep her away from all the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, if, you, if you're gonna... Unfortunately, monitor, I couldn't keep, keep her away place. from me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, no, give, give her a little bit of time, um, yeah, she'll be flicking V's at the away fans in no time. <laughs>
2: Um, but yeah, just, like, as I said, lively start from Coventry. They had the better of it for sure. Thierry Small, uh, we'll, we'll talk about him for a little bit. He looked very, very nervous, didn't he? Um, yeah. Which is understandably, understandable because, you know, it's his first, first time. You know, he's, he's a young lad. He's going to learn. But that headed pass to Willie. <laughs> oh what my God. That? Right in front of me as well. I was just like, what, what? And you should see the look that Shane Long gave him. It was just, it was a big <laughs> Yeah. Oh god, the cameras didn't pick it up, but I could see him just like eyebrows up, up and it was just like um, yeah, it, it looked. And then he just sort of like turned to an angry glare, and it was oh god, that's not like going to help him.
3: Something you do in training, and uh, you've got on the end of that cross um <laughs> rather well.
2: Yeah. But <laughs> I think Jack Stevens did the whole hands down kind of thing, like calm down, mate, calm oh. down, oh. just ease into it, and. The thing is, Willy Caballero didn't look bothered. He just did his job and moved well, on. Well, I mean,
3: he had to react quickly to it. I mean, he didn't um, catch it, was, it until it was above <laughs> his head.
2: It was better than it looked, trust me. Being that yes. close to it and seeing it in that in that speed, the highlights do not do that justice. That could quite have easily have gone in and you wouldn't have blamed Caballero for it.
3: No, no. I mean, not, the, uh, yeah. That would have made uh, Thierry's debut Yankovich esque wouldn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. But... um. Yeah. Um yeah, we couldn't get anything going. Coventry certainly did. And Victor Gio-keris? Gio-keris? Uh Giochias? Giochias. Uh Yeah, f- fantastic move. Uh, g- good pass in between the lines, and they tucked it away neatly. Uh, wake-up call, perhaps? But, yeah, good goal. Um,
3: yeah, wow. I mean, this is uh, it was incredible. I mean, it just happened so fast. Um, I, c- I could barely keep up with it. The cameraman that was recording it could uh, barely even keep up with it. Um well at least on the feed that I got. I mean in the highlights it looks fine, but <laughs> it just uh yeah, really smart
2: run. Well what were um, you watching it on? Were you watching it on um Sholak's Serbian multimedia company? Yeah.
3: United Group TV.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um oh god, I can't remember what I was watching it on. Um it wasn't on the BBC, was it?
2: It was not, no. uh Oh, Christ I mean, because um, I don't
3: really listen to the content, as I, I stick on. Oh, uh, stick silent. on.
2: Merrington and and Blackmore,
3: yeah. I want to make the most of um, yeah, Adam and Dave are still still about.
2: Yeah, that's good. So uh, yeah,
3: I mean, really, really cunning little one-two there, um, and made it really easy to get behind the line, and um, Joe he's unmarked, free in the books, and just that's just
2: to dispatch it quite calmly. It's a good little um, player that guy. He's Swedish, isn't he? Yeah,
3: he's got a Hungarian
2: surname.
3: Mm. But, um, Sweden,
2: Swedish. Sweden. Yeah, he, yeah, Sweden. Um, top scorer for them as well, and he's. Um, There's twelve. I think so. Yeah, he's um, he's doing really well. He looks like a decent player. I'd never heard of him before, really. Uh, Tano mm. Tim brought him up last week, said that him and um, Matt Godden, uh, he wasn't playing, have uh, scored pretty much all their goals, um, and they look like a good pair. But obviously, he was injured. Uh, but after the goal, yeah, more bad news, it seemed. Lianco went down on the half hour with a hamstring mm. injury, um, which Ralph has said post-match that it doesn't look good, and, it, and it's serious. And he, he was seen on crutches, and he, but he was smiling at the end of the game. Um, but that's not good, not good at all. And, you know, two games next week, two big games next week, and we're going to need that whole squad um, but he was playing well before the injury. He looked really decent, actually. I thought he was breaking a lot of stuff up. What was the injury? He looked like he was grabbing his quads. Mm. Uh, it was his hamstring at the back. It was his hamstring, hamstring. right. Okay. I mean, he, he he as he was walking around the pitch, he stopped right in front of me and said to the trainer he was pointing to the spot. Mm. Um, so it was clearly his hamstring. Uh, oh, OK. But they're saying that it's, it's, it's not good and it's serious. Does that mean he's, he's torn it? Yeah, possibly. He's not pulled it. He's properly torn it. Which Shit. Is, well, I I, mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. Is that because hamstring injuries are never serious, right? They're just a pull, and it's just something that you know you can't walk on it for a bit. You're limping, and you know, and, it, and you just get it, just gets stronger, right? But for, for him to say that it's it doesn't look good and it's serious, I mean, how serious are we talking? I could only think of a tear.
3: Yeah, I think this is more a question for Tim than me, because uh, um, yeah, I mean, hamstrings just. This is something I have for lunch. But Broger's um, injury sounded a lot worse and, and looked a lot worse at the time. But um, apparently, uh, his wasn't really an injury at all. Just picked up a knock.
2: But what, his knee? On top of the knee? Yeah, uh, I was convinced that he was time-wasting there and he had to play out with a limp just to show that he wasn't faking it. <laughs> that was my thoughts. Right, interesting. Uh, so some um, more shy house, right? I think so. I, 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 mean, he went down and he was laying down, face down, for a while because only Georgia looked at me and said, "Has he been knocked out?" And I was like, "I don't think so," because there was a couple of players over him, and I thought, no, "I think he's just wasting a little bit of time," because it was, um, it was deep into injury time, wasn't it, at that point? Um, and then he, uh, yeah, he got up and walked off with a limp, so I just assumed, hey. Maybe he was. But just, you know, the whistle had already blown,
3: and he was being carried off by, uh, by a couple of other players. Selling it, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: When Leanko come off, Kev uh, Redmond comes on. Did that surprise you a little bit? Because the change of shape and Valerie moving yeah. to a centre back with Stevens at that point.
3: Yeah, that, that this was all rather strange. Um, I mean, okay, yeah, we're moving to a back four, but with um, Stevens and Valerie in the middle. Well, which
2: I, I don't. I... I don't know, I think it's just, I, I, I'm convinced it's because we are 1-0 down, and you need, to, you need to attack, you can't play, keep playing 5 at the back when you're 1-0 down at home, surely. But I mean, I thought the
3: idea is that we'd be having 3 at the back mostly, and that Small mm-hmm. and Livermento would um, be playing quite high, I mean, Livermento was, I mean, Small was just, I mean, was just all, over, all over the place and nowhere, really.
2: Yeah, possibly, yeah, the 3 at the back, and then the, the, you know, the other 2 anchor in the midfield, but you then know, you go to a flat back for and you give Redmond and um uh I say Walcott the freedom, but you know, that that was the plan. But again, that didn't really work either.
3: No. No, it's not until like well after half time that um got them to to try
2: it. Um and you mentioned on the top of the show about, about Valerie moving into a centre back. It's not his not his role, is it? No, I mean he he wasn't bad.
3: Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it's never reassuring to, to have him that I'd rather um, bring on some more a more reliable player. I mean, be option, a real option there.
2: So is that what you would have done? You would have just placed uh, Solisio on fully Anko, kept free at the back, keep Liveramento and Small as wing-backs and then just, you know, blade on from there?
3: Yeah, possibly. I mean,
2: that's not, if, you, if you're going to change something
3: up, then, yeah, I'd probably bring on... Yes, it's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you've got to change so much for us to get our uh, best back for yeah. some. You know, you've got um, Liveramento on there. You'd want Liveramento and Walker Peters.
2: You want Silesio and Bednarik, who wasn't involved at all.
3: Um, but, you know, I'd, you'd leave Stevens and um, Silesio in there and have um, Tino and Kyle, but uh, which, is, which is almost what
2: it, what what it, it ended came. with. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin, I want to talk about Adam Armstrong for a bit. You know, we're, we're over halfway through the season now. He made his living, well, his name at championship level, scoring goals for fun. I'm just going to remind you that he scored 29 goals in all competitions for Blackburn last season. This season he's played 21 and he scored two. You would have thought that this type of game would have been his bread and butter, but he was poor yesterday. He just didn't, nothing seemed to go right for him. And at this point, do we have to admit that it's not working with him? Because, he has the talent. We know that. He's a natural goal scorer. Is it us that's failing him? Is it that he's not fitting into the system? Does he need time? Like, I mean, we saw that with Che. Didn't he move him from a championship team and he just needed the time? What, what's the problem? Oh,
3: Christ. Um,
2: <laughs> if, I,
3: if I knew that,
2: um, yeah, I'd, I'd
3: probably be St. Mary's sort or of Staplewood now. Yeah, I mean, I think in this game, he maybe wasn't in the best company to... Uh, for him to play his best game,
2: or oh, is that a knock on shame?
3: I mean a little bit, but if you add Walker into the mix as well, mm. you've got three players you've got um, I'd say a lot of energy, a lot of potential talent, and um, they can set up attacks quite well, but really don't have the end product. yeah, I think so- they just cancel each other out.
2: So you're saying that he's we're failing him then at this point. He just needs to find a system and a partner that's working for him. And, yeah, I mean, not, it, and he is going to need the time still. I mean, yeah, it's
3: a kind of team of desperados really, isn't it? Um, yeah, just you know, one too many players that have got um, something to prove but just haven't been proving.
2: Well, he's got that as well.
3: I think if you'd have if you'd had Shay in there and Stu, let's say.
2: I don't know. I think, I, I think he just needs a little bit of confidence. Just needs to go on a run, just needs to get another one and then, you know, see where we go from there. It's going to be difficult now, though, because I say, you can't really see him dominate in a Spurs defence. And, well, I don't know, it might take a Maguire error for him to get some confidence and a goal. Which I'd like isn't, to see that. Yeah, which isn't among the impossibilities, is it really, when you think of it? Um, but the game changed around at the half. Well, I thought anyway, Thierry Small and Adam Armstrong were yanked off. Pause for a laugh. Um, <laughs> Kyle Walker-Peters and Stu Armstrong on. Uh, both goal scorers, actually, and great performances to boot. Yeah,
3: they were certainly the, uh, the extras. <laughs> the, extra the Extra difference.
2: The, yeah, I keep using that. Uh, and then on the 63rd minute, Stu Armstrong. Oh, my goodness, what a strike. Unbelievable hit. I've looked at it from different angles, as many as I possibly could. It had a little bit of swerve on it as well, and it was just, yes. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It had quite a generous helping of swerve. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) What a moment as well, because, uh, I mean, you know that I had a sign ready for for Stuart Armstrong, and Georgia was disappointed that he wasn't playing. I said to her, he's on the bench, he's not going to come on. But he did, and and she was looking for him because she knows his number. Mm. So everywhere he went, it was like, there he is, there he is. And then when he picked the ball up there and just hit it, it was... it's a moment that she won't forget now you know i just hoisted her i don't think she realized what was going on really because i just picked her up in the air like like the FA Cup Um, (laughs) and yeah that's um that's a moment that i won't forget either it's special yeah
3: what is it yeah it's a very special girl i mean it's like a power free kick from open play
2: basically yeah but i mean it was just out of the blue as well wasn't it because It was was getting quite frustrating because we we were dominating the ball at that point and we we just couldn't make anything happen in the final third. And then, you know, fans behind the goal were just saying, shoot, shoot, somebody take a shot. Nobody was, Um, especially Diallo. He had had a couple of opportunities where he could have hit one. Uh, But then it fell to Stuart Armstrong and I thought, yeah, he's going to have a crack, isn't he? And, you know, he he, he scores belters all the time. Excellent goal. Excellent. Um, And the second half, I mean, the tempo did pick up and, it was clear that the subs were making that difference. and But again, we still continue to struggle in that, in that final third. And it, it's not the first time we've said that this season. It got a little bit frustrating. But I did feel that the goal was going to be coming in the 90 minutes, though.
3: Yeah, it was kind of
2: rope-a-dope,
3: really, wasn't it? That we were waiting for them to get tired before we could uh, pounce. But, um, yeah, they didn't make our life easy at all. Um, again, Joe Goodish, He was putting Valor under pressure and forced him into a really dodgy back pass. Oh, that was, um, Yeah. Sniped by Waghorn. I mean, he was
2: quite a useful substitute. Wow. Yeah. L- useful that he missed all his chances, but yeah.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, he w- wasn't far from scoring. Um, uh, but yeah, and that, that time he, he was, we, we were lucky that, um, Caballero was quick off this line and, uh, sort of. <laughs> God, I don't know how he manages to do it, but it's yes, one of those goalkeeper things. Isn't it? Get down on, on your legs and then jump straight back
2: up to try and de- de- defend. Yeah, um, for, for a 39-year-old, that ain't bad. Yeah. Um, th- we didn't even test their keeper. Can you remember their keeper? Was it Simon Moore um, making a save? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember which save, but yeah, I, I just I, I don't remember him having to do an awful lot. But, um, on contrast, Caballero did. Yeah, I mean,
3: he, he definitely, yeah,
2: uh, his money. Then. So I think the story of the second half was that we had more of the ball. We had more possession. We were doing a lot more with it, but they looked dangerous when they had their chances as, as scarce as they were. Yeah. Extra time came very, very nervy extra time period knowing that one mistake could see us eliminated. And we had enough players on that pitch that were going to, that could cost us and so make a costly mistake. Um, seems. Like, it was going to penalties, it was destined for penalties, and, you know, 111 minutes, another substitute, Kai Walker-Peters, sends us into the fifth round. Probably Keeper could have, could have done a little bit better with that, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's, um I mean, again, it,
3: both of the goals were sort of shots in the dark, really, weren't they? They were just uh, speculative efforts, but, um again, really tight angle from the edge of the area into the far corner. And, um, yeah, there was a deflection that, I mean, I didn't really see it in real time.
2: Oh, was there a deflection? Is that why? He, oh, OK, well, I take it back that the keeper could have done better with that. If there was a deflection, then, then OK. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a deflection on that. OK, I'm sorry, Simon Moore, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> um, but our goalkeeper, Willie Caballero, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask it, is this his best performance in the Saints chat? Yes. Yes, simple as that. Uh, yeah, that double save was great. Um, right after death, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> he so comfortable as well. Like, you know, early with the the Thierry small back pass and it just got on with it and made a good save before that, actually, just when it was nil-nil. And, yeah, he, he just looked comfortable, and it, it shows that he, he still got it because he was getting a lot of flack from that first game that he had and, you know, making a few errors. But, yeah, he he did very well for us, and I think he was, um yeah, yeah, a, a, a candidate for man of the match for me. Ah, uh, yeah,
3: possibly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you really put a foot wrong. I mean, there's nothing you really could have done about that. Um, the goal that we conceded, I think, it's more a of the defensive line just being slow to react. And yeah, that, that uh, double save at the end, and then um, yeah, it's both Djokovic and back one. Yeah. shut up and he saved both of them and um then they put Kane, it. <laughs> Kane, yeah, linger in there just bundles the ball in. And Coventry they thought that they'd scored. So, yeah, and, so did um, it. so did I. <laughs> I mean there were there were people on the pitch, I thought it was kind of penalties, but um yeah. Unlucky. But the, yeah, the lineow
2: he didn't lift the
3: flag until um, That was late really, on
2: that,
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not until Willie sort of brushes over to him and saying, What
2: well, you should <laughs> 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 he was <smiles up>. he <laughs> It's just and, a sleep. And they're like, oh, there. yeah,
3: yeah.
2: All... I just want to let them get their hopes up and then crush them. I'm in control of it. But yeah, um, Kev, Tino, spotlight on him, I guess, because, you know, he's out since Christmas. Ralph admitted he played more minutes than he intended him to. And, and he came off in injury time in the, uh, in the 90 for Romelu. Um But, I mean, he looked like he had enough energy. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel he performed? <sighs> he
3: was okay. I mean, I don't think he's... Fully fit, if I'm being honest.
2: I mean, can, can we assume that he won't be playing both games next week? Because I, I get the impression that Ralph wants to use him at every opportunity he gets, you know, not unlike Rousey. Um and, and in a perfect world, we would have been, you know, Tino up yesterday, comfortable, Tino comes off on the hour, stays fit and healthy and plays both games next week, but I'm not sure that's possible now. Yeah, I,
3: again, it's, I would have taken him off earlier. I would have had um, Walker Peters and Valerie as the fullbacks to see it out, but yeah, but yeah, Rothery he sort of took took care of him because he, he came into the squad almost straight away and played every match right up until uh, he picked up that injury before the Spurs match.
2: Yeah, 20th um, of October, December that was, wasn't it? So yeah,
3: yeah, so has been he's been out for a yeah, good
2: while. Yeah, and straight back into it and 90 minutes. It's a long, long time to be playing, but I, I don't think he was bad. I think he, he, he tried those little runs that he has and running into the centre of the field as well a lot, as opposed yeah. to just running down the flank. But I thought he was, I thought he was OK. Yeah, he, he was, was OK. It's was, was not his best
3: performance.
2: No, um, possibly not.
3: And I think I was quite excited to see, uh, because of the change of the shape, um, having that three at the back allows him to, the freedom to, to, to run forward.
2: We well, got that, yeah, he got that
3: for 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't really work out that well. I mean, certainly not for Thierry Small. No. I think that left a sort of a bit of a disband in the team, because it was clear, clearly the, the weak spot there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, speaking of weak spots, Theo Walcott, a poor performance again, I think. He was just wasteful on the ball, and I just want to, like, grab him by the scruff and just shake him, and, you know, but what's going on? I mean, is his time up now?
3: no i think you know that his chances in the league have seemed to have gone and um this might be his last chance in the cup so i mean there not wasn't, wasn't completely useless if i'm going to try and play devils africa i mean he did get a couple of uh, shots off um, yeah straight at the keeper but oh
2: there you go there's a saves that he made <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean the the um, Moore had five saves.
2: <laughs> yeah, tr- trust Leo Walcott to pad the keeper stats. That's that's what he's there for really. <laughs> um, and Breyer, we mentioned as well, and we we have to mention him again. It's always nice to see a, a, an appearance from the superstar. Um, I don't think he was at his best either, certainly finishing wise. Um, but th- but this is the thing, right? He sets such high standards for himself and for us as fans that when he's not at his best, we question it, and it's not fair on him, you know, because he does what he does, you know. We, we all know he's got the strength, he's got the speed. Um, what he does is he unsettles the defences. So, when he, you know, he, he, his hold-up play as well is still so, so good. And, and bringing him on in, in, in a tight game was going to cause some serious issues and headaches for Coventry. Uh, maybe, you know, the plan was not to use him unless absol- absolutely necessary, um, and then use him against Spurs and United, of course. But now... Um, that is in doubt because of a knee injury. Although you say that you know he's absolutely fine, but I, I'm I'm unconvinced of it still. So.
3: Yeah, oh, no, I don't know. But I mean, even like in extra time, I mean he was making those blistering runs. Um, but yeah, the, the the timing the timing of his runs was fine. It's just the uh, the his shooting his, his
2: timing. Yeah, his finishing let him down a little bit. But like but I said, high, high standards.
3: Yeah, we're just taking you know, one touch too many in in that, uh, that high speeds. It's the difference between putting in the side netting or getting a shot on target.
2: Now, how long did he have? Did he come? When did he come on? He come on for a walk on sixty fourth minute. Yep. Yeah. So he had a a decent run yesterday, but then he had the whole half an hour and extra time as well. So and he has been banged up. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not so sure what's going to happen with, with him. Um, and then at the end, Kev, towards the end of the game, anyway, Martin Waghorn had that header that went agonizingly wide. Yeah,
3: so much so that, uh, Dave Merrington almost came, I think, on the commentary. Now
1: the cross from Kane, back post header, just wide, oh! just wide, oh! just wide, oh! just
2: wide. Oh! <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, that was agonizing and, um, uh, not not the best way to end the match and obviously it did end 2-1, we got there in the end we limped over the line into the fifth round, um, do you have any stats Kevin? You
3: know what, I actually even saved the half-time stats I think, yeah at the end of the first half we both had uh, six shots and two on target, which is quite surprising because it seemed fairly one-sided in favour of Coventry in that first time
2: certainly one-sided on those fouls
3: <laughs> um and, yeah, we had uh, two-thirds of the possession.
2: And Shane Long wasn't offside. <laughs> Shane Long wasn't offside. P- possession at the end of the game. I mean, 69% to Saints. That was probably about accurate, I, I reckon. Yeah,
3: it kind of reminded of uh, what Coventry kind of reminded uh, me of the way we played against uh, a man sitting. Um 17 to 15. In favour of us, yeah? Just, yeah. Mm. And on um, target? Uh, seven on target so they're six.
2: Hmm. Okay.
3: Uh, a couple from Shane Long, couple
2: from Redders. Uh, Theo. Uh, I must be going uh, blank because I don't remember any of those. I think the only time that I remember them being on target was Kai Walker Peters and Stuart Armstrong. Well, it's the, those <laughs> the ones that ended up with the goals. Mm. So I mean, I just wanted them to, to, to test the keeper a little bit more, but and not. Yeah. Them.
3: They weren't really testing. I think I remember him at a long range, but didn't he? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, when the crowd was just shouting for him to shoot, I mean, Diallo does um, kind of give in to those, doesn't he? And um, just blast him into the stands.
2: Man of the match, Kevin. Oh
3: God! I mean, you know, when you, now that you drew my attention to it, I think Caviaro had his best performance in the same shirt. Yeah, I will say that. Um, however, um, I, I can't not give it to Stuart Armstrong. He's just magic, isn't he?
2: Yeah, it's Armstrong I'm strong for me as well. I think when he came on, it changed the game. I'm not saying he did on his own. I just think everything changed. You know, the, the energy levels picked up, the tempo of the game went. He was getting open a lot. He was making those darting runs to the, from um, inside to out, uh, offering options for anybody that was running with the ball. Um, and, you know, just the, the equaliser was just incredible and yeah, I, I love Stuart Armstrong.
3: Both of the subs made the difference in that. Oh, yes, they both scored. But, um, yeah, Walker Peters coming off the small um, turned basically a weak spot into a, a strength in the team down there on the left. Um, yeah, making those was runs into the area.
2: Yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, he, he, he's, a, he's a difference maker. He's a match yeah. winner. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> in every sense. Yeah, and that's um, two matches in a row that you scored now as well, isn't it? He's becoming a bit of a goal machine, like um, Fedir.
3: Yeah, you know, and you wait all of your career for a goal, and then <laughs> two come at once.
2: Two come along at once. Yeah, he's got to be starting against Spurs, hasn't he?
3: But again, you know, that gives us that uh, that problem. What's it going to be? Uh, Tino and Kyle on the left.
2: <laughs> I saw someone put on Twitter, "Let's just put Tino and Kyle Walker-Peters at right back." <laughs> 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 so, yeah, why not? Um, um, why not?
3: Yeah, why not?
2: Why not? Um, right. OK, so next week, busy, busy week, as we know. And, and with us to discuss the both fixtures um, is Tim. So we will head to him right now. Let's go. In that Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. OK, right. Uh, we welcome in Tim T. Bizzle, Tim Bizance. Tim, how are you? Uh, life's grand.
0: Uh, just hanging out, having a good time. It's uh, it's getting warmer over here, and in North Carolina, Duke just beat UNC. Yeah. So that's a, that was a really interesting game. The town I live in, Chapel Hill, so people were very disappointed that evening, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that just catching up on a lot of fa cup games a lot of good sports going on and the olympics of all of all yep. things too
2: winter olympics has started yes i haven't actually caught any of it yeah actually well I, I i say that i watched a little bit of skiing but um not seriously i just it was just on in the background but next week tim we've got a busy busy week and it's a tough one as well and um, we've got spurs away and man united away uh difficult as well because we've got you know, we had 120 minutes of hard fought football. The injuries seemed to be piling up. Tino played 90 minutes on his return. I guess, you know, a big price to pay for progression. Is this Spurs game coming too soon for us um, to be completely rested and ready for?
0: Yes, that is that is a great uh, question, and yeah, the answer uh, is that we could definitely have uh, a few injury concerns with Broya coming through alongside uh, Lianko, who's going to be out for a while. That puts us down to three. Mainline center backs and with apparently Valerie can throw in himself into the fray as the fourth center back now. Uh, um, albeit, might have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, albeit I don't feel comfortable with him being that, being that guy. Uh, it's just, uh, who knows? And I would prefer that we didn't have to play two back to back games coming up here, especially against two top Six teams.
2: Spurs, I mean, well, they've picked up a little bit now, haven't they? They had, they had a win in the FA Cup yesterday uh, over Brighton, I think. A 3-1 win. Um, Harry Kane looks to be back at his best. So that, that's a bit of a worry because he's already scored against us this season. Um, that was from the penalty spot, though, if I remember. Cause that, that was, yeah, that was right. That was when Salissi got sent off, wasn't it? Um, but, yeah, Spurs away. Wednesday the 9th of February. Uh, 7.45 kickoff. And that is live on BT Sports which I guess will be easier for you guys to find a nice stream yeah. Oh yes, I can do that. It's pretty easy for me. Right, so tell us why we're going to beat Spurs, Tim. So I feel
0: that they are going to feel a lot of pressure coming in from the FA Cup game that they just played, 3-1, and then they're going to be rotating as well. Now, they don't have any injury concerns. Uh, Sun is just coming back from an injury. I think that with their new signings uh, there... Doing in a positive outlook. So ultimately, though, Conte being a feisty son of a gun, uh, the, he's a wing back extraordinaire. He runs the three five two. Looks like I a Bond villain still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, run you into the ground, drill sergeant. And most recently, has won with Inter uh, Serie A last year. So uh, with their three one win, uh, they had some really good success. Had a lot of high pressure and. Ultimately, though, I want to talk about their signings, and that's Kulu Sveski and Rodrigo Bentenker. Uh, So is at right wing, Uh, Rodrigo's at CM, CDM role, and it's interesting to see how both of them will fit. Uh, I think is going to be harder to fit into the formation. He's a traditional right winger, but that can slot sometimes into the 10 role, and while Conte doesn't use traditional wingers in his 3-5-2, I want to see what he's going to do. Is he going to turn him into a wingback since he's the wingback extraordinaire and unseat Emerson? Uh, probably not. Uh, I think he'll end up rotating with Lucas Mora. Uh, uh, i rotate with Lucas Mora up, to, up top with two out-and-out strikers and maybe sit off Kane. Or he's going to sit behind Sun and Kane partnership in the 10 role. It'll be super interesting, and also there's Steven Bergwine who is there, uh, so all of those uh, question marks to see where he's going to truly fit in. Uh, Rodrigo is going to be a better fit because he plays that six role. That uh, so he's going to be a great partnership alongside Hoiberg, and he would supplant uh, Harry Winks and Oliver Skip in that six role. Um, uh, so it'll be tricky though, because he just came back from international duty, got a, got a quick blip in against the Brighton game, and he's going to be gone with a huge, huge, huge vital window in March for Uruguay, trying to qualify for the World Cup in 2022. So I think he'll be better, uh, in terms of fit. Uh, Kuliveski is... It's gonna be it's gonna to be tougher for him to see how he goes in uh, so what are we gonna watch out for <laughs> if it's not Kane it's son if it's not son it's Kane so son just like I said he's back from an injury he started against Brighton he's out for about six weeks or so And I'm curious to know if they're gonna throw him into that midweek lineup especially for being out for so long uh, who knows um, I got a lineup here of Lloris, uh Emerson Royale I think yeah he's better than Doherty. And it's a toss-up for the center backs, but Dierre Dier and Tanganga, they were both not available in the Brighton game. So Sanchez and Romero started alongside Davies, who was that left center back. And then you've got Reguilon in the left wing back role. Uh, you've got yeah. PEH, and I think Rodrigo's going to start. I do think they're going to throw him in uh, to be able to get going over Winks or Skip. And then you've got, uh, I'm going to go with Bergwijn, Son, and Kane, and Kulu's going to come off the bench at some point in time. Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, it's going back to the four-two-two-two 2 2, two uh, Forster, now, the toss-up is, are we going to throw Tino in? Because he just r- ran a full 90 when we wanted to ease him back into things.
2: I don't think uh, will. I don't know. You, I mean, you do or you don't? No, I don't think he will. I think he's going to be on the bench. I think, I think Kev, you, you're saying the same thing. You think I'm um, Walker-Peters is going to slot back at that right back, and then I'm... Um, Pereira going to come back in right. at the left back.
0: I could definitely see that. I think they—it's totally okay—and then you could bring Tino in for the United game. Mm,
2: yeah, that's what I think he'll do. I—I'm yeah. I, convinced that he wanted to play Tino for about an hour, given you know thinking that we were going to be comfortable against commentary. but it wasn't the case. So I don't think he—I don't think he can, you know, risk another injury of him because. Kev, you don't seem to think he was he was completely 100% fit. I mean, how can he be, right? No, no, of course not.
3: But you'd think that this would be the right game to, like you said, um, slightly ease him back in. But yeah, it was um, baptism of fire.
2: Unless, of course, Ralph decides that he's going to give him an hour in each of these games.
0: I think it's I think it's good with with Walker Peters and Perot. I think that's a good lineup, especially for us with uh, Bednarik and Salisu being in the back, and Stevens is going to be on the bench. Uh Romeo, JWP, and then your tens. Who are you gonna who, who are we gonna rotate through? So Stu played while a sub at halftime, Stu was a 90 minutes. Redmond went oh, about 120 minutes uh, with being, Lianco Lianko being out. Uh, you've got Elianusti who is fresh off the bench. You've got Tella who is potentially there. Uh and then uh up top, I'm gonna go with Adams and Armstrong. I think Rory is going to be, they're going to be very timid about him, whether or not the knock is, um, uh, whether or not, <coughs> excuse me, whether or not the knock is an issue, I still think they're going to rotate and have him play against United, so with Adams and Armstrong up top.
2: I, I agree, I mean, you're looking at the squad now, and you think, yeah, uh, Salisu and, uh, Bednarik played no part in the, in the coventry game, It's great, Romelu didn't play the whole game, he only played the, the extra time period, um, James Wood-Prowse can run forever, so slot him back in. Armstrong, I reckon he'll probably go. And then you've got Che, who didn't play. And Armstrong only had a, a, you know, that first half also. So you've got a, a good, good group of players that didn't play. But my question, Tim, is who do you think is going to be, be between the sticks? Do you think Caballero is going to go back in, or do you think Forster will come Straight back
0: in. No, it's uh, it's gonna be Forster.
2: Because McCarthy's, you know, he's back training as well now, so
0: he he's not gonna be he's not gonna be ready. I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna throw. I think it's gonna be Forster and then Caballero on the bench. Okay, and now we also have uh, Gineppo is available too. He, he got back from Mali or got back from Cameroon, playing for Mali, so he's a, he's also an option for us. Uh, I do think Elie is gonna be one of your best bets for mm. the ten to start because he was completely off. Me too. That's the, I would put him as a highly probable person to start. I don't know who, who else is going to be and
2: we'll, we'll find out. Hey, Kev, I've got a question for you. Who do you think is going to oh, be yeah? on the bench? A very, very tired, jet lagged Gineppo or a fully fit, healthy Theo Walcott.
3: <laughs> uh, wow. Well, probably going to say Gineppo.
2: <laughs> I knew you'd go with that. Anyway. Yes. Um, predictions then fellas. Uh, Kevin, you can go first. Mm, Christ, yeah, I'm
3: not confident about this one. It's yeah, a tough team to play. It's a tough place to go. Um, I don't know that we're in the best shape, so I'm going to predict a Spurs win
2: 2-0. I, I do feel confident, actually, and I think we're going to come out with a point, so I'm going to say 1-1. The repeat
3: of the home fixture.
2: It would be, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, Tim?
0: 2-1 loss. It's going to be tight. It's going to be close. Uh, King's gonna be the difference on the
2: team
3: for them. he was last time.
2: Um, the wives then. Uh, Gemma is going for a 0-0, Kevin. Surprise. Right. I actually don't know what Green's gonna go for. Okay. You're gonna tell me after the I'll game? D- I'll update you later.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'll update you next weekend.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, and Abby?
3: Uh, 1-1. Um,
2: and then, of course, uh, Saturday the 12th of February at 12.30 kickoff. That's also live on BT Sport. Uh, We head to Old Trafford now. Tim, is this a great time to be playing Man United? I mean, they're in turmoil again. Um, The whole Mason Greenwood situation that's rocking the club, and you know they were booted out of the cup by Middlesbrough. Now the question is, are they going to be on the backlash, or are we primes to kick them whilst they're down?
0: So, the Ralph versus the Ralph. (laughs) <laughs> it's just going to be a funny matchup, and you're going to get the you're going to get the oh uh, the same managers, <laughs> the same style, ger- German Austrian, the press. Uh United seem to be as much of a soap opera as they are a football team, and the problem is is they're not even the best soap opera in the Premier League because that's Arsenal right now.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: they fired uh, Ole. Um, uh, bar- uh They barely hold on to fourth place. They just lost to Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. Uh, we got a they had a player arrested in the, in the January window. Uh They're pl- so they're playing Burnley away midweek on Tuesday, so that does give them a day ahead of rest to kind of figure things out. But in the January window, they didn't have any ingo- incomings; they just had a lot of out- outgoings. So, yeah, Donny Vanderbeek uh, went to Everton. Uh, they were very had issues with Lingard because they didn't want him to go to West Ham and I get why they didn't want to go to West Ham and I didn't get why they didn't want him to go to Newcastle. Uh West Ham because they are a top 4 rival, so you don't want to support them. And Newcastle because well, screw them because they're get, they got all the money in the world and you don't we want to get them relegated. So <laughs> um, so that's why Lingard those were the good, I think those were the only two choices for Lingard whereas Vanderbeek was going to Everton, neither of those are a threat. You're welcome to go. We want to get you, we want to make you happy. And I, while it's not necessarily the best for the player, I do agree with, uh, Ragnarok's decision to not let Lingard go to those places. Um, additionally, you got Mardial, who's off to Sevilla, Amad um, Diallo, another w- winger there who is off to Rangers, who had a great start in his first game, and Greenwood was transferred to jail. So, uh, so they're actually very thin. And this is, this is an opportunity though for Lingard to play. Because you're, if you're looking in that 10 roll, similar style with the 4222 uh, you've got Alanga, you've got, uh, Rasher who could potentially slide in there, you've got Lingard there, you've got, uh, Sancho, uh, Sancho. Um, so you've got less options on that front to see that they're gonna be, he, he is gonna get some game time. And for me, uh, for the lineup, I think Lingard's going to start in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be De Gea, Wan-Bissaka, although Delot is getting a lot of game time there. They're kind of like, eh, is Wan-Bissaka really the best one? Well, he's not the best guy going forward for them, but he sure as hell is that no-nonsense right back. Uh, Maguire, Varane, uh, Shaw, but maybe Tellus will be rotated. I'll, you have to see who's going to be playing in the Burnley game uh got to figure that out Fred McTominay, I do think Alonga's going to start I think Lingard's going to start and you got Ronaldo and Rashford up top No Pogba uh no I think Pogba will be on the bench
2: Yeah
0: it's plausible I mean I could see him above Lenga on that left uh that left side
2: ten Yeah he usually sits in back deep doesn't he but, so I, I guess ro- I guess us is just going to you, you you're going to have to write the team names yeah. Well, yeah. Wait and see if Tino doesn't play against Spurs or, you know, it's gonna be, we're, we're, the, the, the lineup's gonna be just what the, the outcome of the Spurs game is, really.
0: Yeah, so with Tino, Perot, KWP, um I don't know what's gonna happen there. So, yeah, that's kind of a toss-up. Uh, I won't, I'm looking at Benaric and Salisu again, and JWP, Romeu again. Uh, some type of rotation with the tens. You think Stewart. Ar- if Stewart Armstrong does not start in the Tuesday or in the Wednesday game against Spurs, he will, or vice versa. And Broja and Adams up top.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Um, predictions then, Tim. You can go first this time. Uh,
0: I think they're going to go one all. I think they're going to it's going to be a really, really, really good game because it's going to be that high press where we were talking about last year with Leeds and Southampton being that really cool matchup because it was high, high, high press. This is going to be the one. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, I am really actually looking forward to this. So uh, but I yeah, do no. think it's going to be one one. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no. Yeah. Um Kevin, then. What about you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd say I think there's going to be, uh, end to end play. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, but it is out trapped, so I think there will be a fair amount of attention on the referees and VAR that could always come into play. And uh, I predict that there's going to be a controversial decision that's going to edge it you know, it's way
2: 2-1. <laughs> Sorry, that is exactly how I feel the game's going to go. I've yeah. got exactly the same thing. I said it's going to be a close, cagey affair. It's going, be, it's going to be 1-1. Saints are going to edge it back, but then United will get a goal that will be like, hang on a second, that shouldn't have happened. And it's just going to be all kicking off and, you know, VAR will be scrapped again and the world is ending and this is what it's going to be. So, yeah, I'm going to take that as well, Kevin, and go a 2-1 to the home side. Gemma is going for a nil-nil, which I will take. Um, Marina, you don't know. Um, and Abby. 3-0 United. Ouch. In that Hi, I'm Matt Fissier, and thank you for listening
3: to In That Number.
2: Okay, then, uh, extra time, and we go with predictions like always. Uh, so we all went for Saints wins against Coventry, but no one had the correct score. So me and Alex went for a 2-0, which was close. Uh, Tim, also close, went for a 3-1. Kev went for a 4-0, so uh, all... Scored two points, no change in the tables, but Alex moves on to nineteen at the bottom. Tim is on twenty-three. I'm on thirty-two, and Kevin is on thirty-nine. Why fours, Kevin? Um, okay,
3: so everybody predicted a Saints win, and Clayton even. Managed to predict the correct score of 2-1, giving her five points. Uh, that puts her into second on 21 points. Uh, just a point ahead of Gemma and Abby
2: on 20, and Marina still leads with 25 points. Oh, good. Good. That's very close, isn't it? Uh, and our Discord predictions then. So, every, again, everyone uh, scores points. Uh, not very slim, Jim. Scores his first two points, but he's still at the bottom. Tony M on four. Tim on four. Scott on six. Kevin, you are on six. Colt is on six. Tony is on six. I'm on eight in second place and top of the league by one point. Alex on nine. Discord listeners, don't forget to put your predictions up on the Discord. Uh, And Super 6, we've had two rounds. Uh, Round 34 was won by Tom Hennigan with 12 points. Round 35 was won by Adrian Roche with 14 points. Uh, But the overall lead, still Colin Carter, on 294 points. A Hanson lead. Um, fantasy football was just that, that Watford and Burnley game, wasn't it, that was rolled over? That humdinger, yeah. <laughs> um, and we all, we all had uh, minus one, didn't we, for uh, Emmanuel Dennis? Yeah, we did. Because, because he was suspended, he couldn't play in this one, that's right. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the
3: situation, um, the only seems to have got worse. Um, we've got 29 points, and uh,
2: Thiago Silva... David De Gea and Broussey on the bench probably scored
3: me um, <laughs> about that much anyway.
2: Um, I did all right in the end, then. I did. I got 47 in the end. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. I, I didn't do too bad. Yeah, Tim's um, staying ahead of me. Tim, how would you get on overall week 23? 36, 36, I think. 36, yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. So... Yes, let's look
3: at that big league. Um in twenty fifth. Yeah, same teams. Yeah, Dave Phillips, Bobby Brown, Harpo's coming up. I'm thirty seconds. Where am I? Uh, You're 53rd.
2: Fucking hell, I've slipped a bit, haven't I? Yeah, I didn't even notice. Oh, thanks. Right, okay, I think that is about it, apart from a Russian phrase, Kev. Tim, are you up for another Russian phrase? This is is my highlight.
0: (laughs) Ready for me to butcher it?
2: Let's do it. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, we have a very simple Russian phrase for you this week. Uh,
3: This week's Russian phrase is "masovka."
2: masovka. Masovka.
3: Masovka. Yeah. Masovka means... Uh, all of the extras in
2: a film. Excellent. Tim, that was the best Russian phrase you have ever done.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think we should keep
2: it simple. Yeah. computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next week then we have, uh, we have two games to go through. Uh, we have got Spurs and United. Um, and then we have the Everton game to preview.
0: Yes, we do. It's, it's the nice. Everton game against Frank Lampard mm. and his coming back squad. I mean, he's going to do very well there, I think. Unfortunately, yeah.
2: (laughs) So, until then, up the Saints.
0: Up the Saints. Up the Saints. (laughs) Up my
1: Southampton. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW room void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.